You are now tuned in to Saved and Woke. Yes, I am. It's your boy, Mr. Saved and Woke, also known as Juan Enrique Toussaint. And this is your girl, D-double-E on the M-I-C. So I'm pretty excited about this episode because we've kind of dipped our toes into the issues, but now it's about to get real. And this could really be considered the true first episode of Saved and Woke. Go ahead and get us started off, D. Alright, no doubt. So, one. In our first episode, we talked about how it's difficult being a believer in socially conscious but secular spaces. And in episode two, we talked about the tension created when you're woke in strictly Christian or religious spaces. Mm-hmm. So, we talked about the difficulty of being one or the other in different spaces. So, what's next? How do we move forward? <laughs> And that's the million dollar question. And the answer is the namesake of this podcast. We got to be saved and woke. And what I mean by that is we have to recognize the realities of the society that we live in, but we have to view them from a spiritual, scriptural, biblical context. Um, so the injustices that we see in the world, we have to understand that their true nature or the root cause is a spiritual problem. And that's important because if the root of the problem is spiritual, as what I said in the introduction to the podcast that, you know, our weapons or our our enemies are not flesh and blood, they're not people who don't believe like us. They're not people in other parties. They're not people who promote policies or have ideas that are oppressive. It's the spirits behind those things. And so if the problem is spiritual, then the solution is, is also going to be spiritual. So Juan, what exactly do you mean by spiritual? Like break it down for us. Okay. Well, the Bible says that that God is a spirit and it also says that all good things come, you know, from the father of lights. And we know that that's a reference to God. So if all good things come from, from God, then all bad things. And in particular to the conversations that we're having in this podcast, if things like racism and oppression and inequity are, are bad things, then I'm saying that they're not just ideas that people have. They are related to and come from evil spirits, what people refer to as, some people refer to as demonic spirits. Because um, just like there's God and his angels, the, the Bible also speaks of Satan and his angels. And his angels, we identify them pretty much by and his demons we, we identify them based off of their manifestations in in the earth and mostly how we identify them is how they show up 
in people. Like if someone has a problem with anger, we know that they're, they are bound by a spirit of, of anger. If they're struggling with unforgiveness, it's not just because they can't convince themselves not to forgive. They might actually know and read the Bible and say, you know what, I'm supposed to forgive people, but they are bound by a spirit of unforgiveness. And the Bible gives us tools and examples of how to to deal with those to deal with those things um and pretty much it's just taking your authority as a believer and again this is for people who believe like everybody just can't go off doing this people who believe in christ um, christ also left us authority over over the the kingdom of darkness and so we can take our authority and just speak to those things whether they're in us which is where we need to start or whether they're in like our loved ones or when they're in like our society and begin to speak to those things um, and tear them down. So you're saying that through Jesus Christ, we have the power and authority to overcome wickedness in the spiritual realm in regards to um, the political agendas that exist in our society exactly um because like i said everything evil or wrong that we see whether it's in a person a family a community or a nation is coming from something spiritual something from the kingdom of darkness in scripture and jesus was really clear when he said that he gave us the power um, over the kingdom of darkness um and what i don't want it to sound like is that I'm just telling people to just pray in the sort of dismissive way that is often said a lot because like I've known and recently I've heard of a lot of pastors like in response to people's concerns over racial tensions um with the, I guess the, the current administration and like the, the marches and that some people and would aptly name like terrorist marches. Um, so a lot of pastors have said stuff like, well, if you have a problem, you can either leave or just pray. And so in that sense, I feel like when they say, and that when they say just pray in that context that they that those people aren't really trying to they don't really want to see a change they don't they don't really see a need for the change or, or mm -hmm. whether it's they just don't understand or they just don't care and i honestly believe it's the latter um and that's kind of like oh just pray about it so, like don't do anything don't don't gather don't have don't have the church pray about it you pray about it in your own prayer closet um, so what I really think should happen is like, yes, we should pray. And when I say we, I mean, we <laughs> like the church should be praying about it. Um, I, I like asking God to, to show us where there is racism and bigotry, um, hatred in our own hearts. And by our own hearts, I mean, in the church. Um, the Bible also says that, you know, that judgment is going to start in the church. So we can't really try to unify other people if we're not really unified ourselves. Um, so I feel like 
yes, we should be praying. And by we, I mean the church that we can actually move forward and address the problems that we see, not just in the world, but in the church. So just going off by, you know, what you just explained to me, it seems like not only there's a sense of passiveness that exists when it comes to um, the body of Christ, when it comes to political affairs, but um, there seems to be a passiveness in general within the body of Christ when it comes to, say, just regular issues in the church. True. Like... I was with you the first part and I never even considered the, the, the second part of what you said. So like, yeah, I feel like definitely there's like a passiveness to, to want to do anything in regards to anything political or dealing with changing the status quo in society. And I feel like I can't even really get mad at believers who are like that because I feel like in a lot of ways, that view has been like forced upon us, especially when I hear people like talk about the separation of church and state. I feel like that's one overused and overused and misused. And I say misused because when I look at history, I see that, you know, the founders of our country as flawed as they were, because they were not perfect men, definitely. Um, they themselves were believers. Um, and so they were the reason why they wanted to or they included separation of church and state in the Constitution was because they were coming from countries where people were using their place in the church, their place of influence in the church as an automatic taking of power in, in government because the church and government were joined together. So if you had a status in the church, you automatically had governmental power. And so they didn't want that to happen. What I do not think tr separation of church and state means is that spiritual or religious views and val values will not or should not affect what you believe and what you vote for and what you want to establish in society. However, I feel like because it's been so pushed, like separation of church and state, separation of church and state, you hear it so much that people have accepted it, including the church where they're like, oh, okay, well, since I'm spiritual, then that means I shouldn't care about political stuff. Um, and I don't, I don't think that should be. So there should be some clarification then, right? When it comes to um, how separation of church and state is defined because it seems like um throughout time it hasn't been defined as clearly as it should be well yeah and i feel like probably people would not agree with you that they'll say no separation of church and state is clearly defined um and i feel like a lot of people would disagree with what i said i feel like m most people would disagree <laughs> with, <laughs> with me. Well, and by say by most people, I would say like most of my woke and unsaved people friends would um would definitely disagree and say that uh, Christian views, especially, should not be considered when enacting policy or setting up society because it will 
inevitably oppress, and I put oppress in quotation marks, other communities who do not share those same values. Got you. Because, you know, I've, you know, spoken with others and um, when I say others, I mean like, you know, friends um, that, you know, discuss how um, this nation was built through violence um, and not on Christian principles, per se. So when it comes to uh, discussions like that, how is the approach going to look like for us as safe and woke people when it comes to, you know, discussions that are brought up mm -hmm. as such? Well, I mean, it kind of goes back to what I said about the founding fathers. So I mentioned, you know, that they were believers or that they at least claimed to be believers. But then I also did say that they were not perfect. So I think what we have to do is just acknowledge the truth in that, um, but then not like overcorrect because I feel like we have, by we like people have a tendency to overcorrect. We're like, okay, so mm -hmm. these people over here, they were really violent and did a lot of jacked up stuff. So we're going to do everything. We're going to do the opposite of everything that they did. Oh, they call themselves Christian. Oh, we're definitely not going to be Christian then. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, yeah, they did some jacked up stuff but was believing in Christianity one of those bad things? Of course, I'm saved and woke. So I would say no. And I feel like we just need to, we really need the Holy Spirit in order to, to guide us. We need to pray and pray genuinely seeking God um, in our private time and as a community of believers for, for guidance in how to really walk out the unity that God already established when, when Jesus resurrected, because I was just listening to, to another podcast, which I'm going to give a plug right now. Um, it's called United We Pray, where they were talking about how churches, we shouldn't have, we don't really have to pray to create unity because Jesus already created that unity. When he, when he resurrected, he, he created a whole new breed of people. They were so, so strange and so new, in fact, that um, about a hundred or so years after Christ's resurrection, during um, one of the, the national censuses in the Roman Empire, they created a new ethnicity to describe this new group of people that they couldn't understand. And that, that new racial or ethnic group was called Christians. They didn't know how to describe them. They, they were they were so new and so strange that you couldn't call them Roman, you couldn't call them Jew, you couldn't call them Scythian or all those other biblical <laughs> ethnicities. <laughs> they didn't fit into anything. All you could call them was Christian, um, and I believe, and they and they were unified. They were they were all from different countries, different different uh, original religions different languages, but Christ completely and totally unified them. And we've just gotten away from that. And we just, we need to go, we need to ask Christ for direction back to that. And it's, it wouldn't be the first time that humanity has been given the way because there's plenty of times, especially in the old Testament where God came down, you know, he gave uh, 
Abraham, the Ten Commandments, Israel went buck wild anyway, and then they had to fall on their faces and ask God to correct them and guide them back. And he did. And then they did it again. They went buck wild and they had to ask God to, to bring them back. So I feel like that's pretty much, that's what we need to do to do now. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Especially like the whole unity concept that you just explained, like, uh, with Christ. Uh -huh. That's, that's, that's very interesting. So, um, so yeah, like, I love everything that you, you know, explain, um, during, uh, the show today. Um, and I, I feel like our listeners out there have definitely gained, uh, some great insight on, you know, what you have spoken about. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it comes like as a shock <laughs> to a lot of people because one, I mean, I just never, I've never really at least felt like I had a platform to talk about social issues and then meld it together seamlessly with what I believe to be the truth in terms of like, you know, yeah, I believe in Jesus. I believe that he is the son of God, um, that he died for my sins. And also like, if you believe in Christianity, if you believe the Bible, that you need, then you also believe that there are these, that there's evil in the world and that it's not just ideas and ways of thinking that people have, but that they've come from someplace dark and inherently and completely and totally evil. And that's what we need to do. We need to cast that evil out of ourselves so that we can then get that evil out of our society. Oh yeah. I, I agree. I wholeheartedly agree on that. So yeah. And it takes us being woke enough to see the evil manifesting in our society and how we treat people and how we ignore others and marginalize them. And then we also have to be saved enough to understand that the justice that we seek can only be brought about by believing in God and by seeking him in prayer and, and then by acting and adding works to our faith in mm -hmm. line with our prayers to our God who we know and understand is the author and the finisher of our faith. He's going to be the one to finish that justice that we're praying for. Yeah. The days of sitting idle are no longer amongst us. <laughs> Indeed. Um, and so that's pretty much all we had for you today. Um, Earlier, I mentioned a podcast called United We Pray. And just so you know, it's United We Pray. There's a question mark after that. It's by my brother in Christ, Isaac Adams, and his co-host for the first season, Trillia Newbell. They talk about the racial divide, specifically in churches, and their focus is really on prayer. So they talk about the issues and then they always end with the prayer. It's very, very enlightening, very, very good stuff. And with that, we thank you all for listening once again. Again, follow us on social media, on Instagram and Twitter at Mr. Underscore Saved and Woke. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Afro Soul Underscore D. 
And please, if you liked what you've heard, don't be afraid to give us that five star and a nice review. Um, you can also, if you have critiques or questions, you know, hit us up on our social media and our DMs or feel free to tweet us. But until next time, keep, keep the, the faith, faith and, and stay, stay woke. woke.